Hello, hello, hello. I'm hoping that my internet is not acting crazy today. And I'm hoping that the noise is not inappropriately loud or anything like that. I'm just going to give a couple of minutes for people to hang in there. Man, I have such a headache. I think I'm thirsty. <laughs> Screen yard. Let me see if I go into Facebook. Let's see what's going on. Do, 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 do. do you guys hear that? Is your job killing you softly with the work? <laughs> do, 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 do. All right, all right. Oh. I can't see anybody. <laughs> Is your place of employment killing you softly? That's right. Yes. Yes, it is, Salty. How did you know? I know. Because it's happening everywhere. You know what? Oh, there you are. I can see you now. How you doing? Yeah. Um. So I did, I did a talk about, I don't even remember how long it was. Man, because my blood pressure got high all of a sudden I've been in good standing you know health conditions and all of a sudden post-covid I just been totally um really bad but you know and I want to I want to talk about how the your place of employment if you work for anyone I don't care who it is or what state you're in um they they have this thing where doctors are even like deal with it because <laughs> I try to request um some days off for my blood pressure because I knew it was a stress at work um and my doctor was like no monitor for six months and deal with it we all have to work like just like that <laughs> yeah she wouldn't give me time off and and my my I have like 60 days of sick days that I can use but she would not sign off on nothing. So, but yeah, thank you for coming in, Queen China. But um, so basically, what what the story was, um, the first talk was about that. You know, like I was asking people, you know, how how does your workplace work? Because fortunately for me, I am in a union. Actually, that is not fortunate sometimes because they'll know that you know. You're your rights uh, more so than anyone else but um i never it, i've been working where i work at for 32 years and i've never had like a health condition like i have now and i don't know if it's because i'm 52 now but and also i've never done like the same thing right but um in 2016 i had um experience um, suicides first, you know, because we are sort of kind of essential employees, but not, I'm not in the nursing field or anything like that. Um, I do work at a university, but it didn't hit me until like out of the nine that occurred, I experienced two of them in one, in one semester. So it didn't hit me until like a year later that my work performance was going down because of it and i then was then it was where i was instructed to to go take to go get therapy as a workers comp case so um i ended up you know taking as advantage as much as i could with my health insurance to get therapy but I know for a fact that um, that stuff really affected me really bad. So the point of the topic today is a lot of times we work in places where we just say yes to the job because we need a job and we need to pay bills and we need to work, right? 
but we never pay attention to the non-physical dangers of our jobs. Um, even when I was filling out the forms for workers' comp, there was nowhere in there that talked about mental health or PTSD, like nothing. All of that stuff was actually in the notes of the psychiatrist. So, you know, that's awful in, in that, you know, there's people that work in the restaurant industry and all of their incident reports have, where did you get hurt? How, when did it occur? You know, and sometimes you get hurt because you're assaulted by someone else, a customer. It's not necessarily that you fall and it's not necessarily that it's a physical thing. Um, sometimes it could be that you're being harassed by someone, you know? So I don't know if, can you hear me? I don't know why Kate Boogie keeps coming in and out. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so I think uh, I want to share, um, I was talking about, I had another talk the other day and I was talking about how um, I used to go to lobby. I was an activist for 15 years. And I will go to Albany every year, New York State, the capital, to lobby for certain bills that were being passed that workers were not aware of. And one of them was workers' comp um, reform, unemployment reform. You know, we would go in and find out what was going on with those things, and we will try to change it because New York, as you already know, taxes are very high, but salary is usually very low. If you live in New York and you're by yourself, uh, most likely you have to have a job, a good paying one to survive, plus like additional gigs on the side. I've always had more than one, you know, aside from my, you know, job that I work at, I always had um, multiple gigs on the side. That's just a New York thing. Um, and I'm sure this is happening now across the board everywhere. But um, welcome, Phil O'Doe. <laughs> How are you? I'm Salty Coffee from New York. I live in the Bronx. And we're talking about, you know, is your place killing you softly? And if you have anything to share. So I am also certified with OSHA. So I want you guys to write down um, the OSHA website. OSHA is just an agency that's not governed by the um, government, but it is a part of the, it's like a subset agency for the Department of Labor. So if you type in osha.gov, you'll get to the website. They're actually hiring. So if you're looking for work, um, the work is pretty good. They need... Um, people who do um, assessments and, and inspectors for workplaces. So I have my general maintenance for 40 hour general maintenance OSHA uh, license. And that's basically, I did that on my own. It's not what I do at my job, but I did that on my own um, because of what happened to me um, at work where it wasn't physical, I wanted to know what, how, and how um, people, workers are able to identify and see when they're having a mental issue that's preventing them from fulfilling their work duties. Um, in construction, usually OSHA is, is always on constructions because in construction uh, industry and that's because oh my god there's so many deaths every day right now they say that the the leading cause of deaths is drivers vehicles people who drive for a living um i just my friend just told me that there was a a truck who got stuck in a railroad um intersection and the the whole train derailed and this was in Minnesota. So yeah, so I mean, if you do a quick Google search on uh, how many people died in the driving industry or just in general, uh, occupational safety deaths, 
um, or occupational deaths, uh, you'll get a big, large number. Um, so OSHA is, uh, it's from the United States, is national. This is not something that um, I, I think I recommend everyone, whether you in a union or not, um, you're, you're protected by this um, agency from your workplace. Your workplace is responsible to make sure that you are in a safe working environment. They have to pay insurance. Um, so your worker's comp insurance is covered if you get hurt, um, you know, but why would you want to get hurt? You know, so uh, find out what's going on. Um, you can always call OSHA, um, the agency, and you can talk to a representative there, tell them what your issue is, and they'll tell you what, what to do. They'll give you the resources. They'll give you the links on how to report an issue and they'll shut it down. They'll shut your place down. And then um, you are eligible to collect unemployment if your place of employment is not safe. Um, but um, when it comes to the non-physical thing, if you are suffering from stress because of your job, if they're mandating you to work a certain number of hours, or you just can't sleep, your your eating habits change because they switch your schedule, or you know that's not a safe environment. And OSHA is an agency that is a good resource to go and call and let them know if you don't have a union. If you have a union and you have a contract, there every contract, everyone who's in a union and every contract does have a health and safety clause or article. So you just need to make sure that you read that. Um, sometimes it's just wishy-washy because it'll just say, oh, um, Article 16, health and safety. There's a committee that oversees this. And, and if, if you never met your committee, <laughs> then be the chairperson for that committee and say, you know, I've had enough of this bullshit. Because um, let me tell you, <laughs> At my job, they hate me because <laughs> I'm always like, oh, you're not shutting that water off and not going to notify me because <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be fit for duty. I need to be working in a place where if the bathroom is going to be shut off, you need to provide a bathroom for me. <laughs> you know, like that's just me. So, you know, uh, I have a new set of managers post COVID, of course, and they're young. You know, I'm 52 and they're young and, you know, they have this, this mindset that because you've been there, oh, you know, you've been there and we think you'll be good for this and blah. And little do they know that, you know, 50, 32 years of experience at a place, you would think you would listen to that person, right? Well, three years later, <laughs> here we are. They didn't listen to anything I had to say. And I resist everything that they implement, all these new, like every day they're coming up with a new policy. And I go straight to HR. I, I file my own grievances. I don't even wait for the union. I'm just like, listen, I'm going to file a step two because they just changed the way we're calling out sick. They want us to call out sick plus email this person, this person, and this person if you're this. And you, ain't nobody got time for that. If you sick, sick and you have sick days, that's it. You call one person and let them figure that shit out. They're the managers, right? But if you're the manager, you know, it will be helpful for you as a manager to make sure that you are aware of people's rights and your own rights as well. And stop trying to micromanage to get a bonus at the end of the year. Like, that's just the worst. Because people in middle management, they have it the worst, I swear, they really do. They have it the worst because they have to deal with their bosses with the bullshit, and then you have to deal with the workers with the bullshit. But um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say it like that, but pretty much <laughs> that's just how it is. You know, I have to be so formal at work that when I'm away from work, I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Forget them. I'm done. But um, I wanted to share with you that website, and then I wanted to share um, – I saw an article 
and it's called uh, seven questions to determine how psychologically safe your employees feel. <laughs> I don't know how, how, what that means. Oh, is it this one? No, it wasn't this one. Sorry, my bad. It was, okay. 10 workplace safety tips every employee should know. So I'm going to give you 10 workplace safety. And, and think about it like this. You know, there are nurses. There are people who work in the restaurant industry. There are people who are teachers. There are people who are, you know, drivers. Um, there are people who, I mean, workplace is a workplace. I don't care if you're working from home. If you're working from home, um, this will be even better for you because you have rights to make sure that your employer, the one that signs your check, is giving you the ergonomic furniture, that you have the correct ergonomic furniture in your home, that you have um, the, the computers and laptops and, and screens and phone lines, all of that they're supposed to provide you. And if you have to pay it um, yourself, they're supposed to at least, uh, you can file your taxes at the end of the year with that. But yeah, they're supposed to make sure that you're, if you're working from home, they're supposed to make sure that you have everything you need to make sure that you have the proper chair that, you know, some people want to be fancy smashy and they buy these furnitures at, at home and they leave it like that. So, um, workplace safety tips. So the first one is use tools, equipment, and machinery properly. So that's of course, talking about construction workers, but if you're office work or if you're a teacher or if you're a nursing home aide or if you're a custodial person, you need to be taught how to use your tools properly. You need to be, uh, you need to know how to sit, how to, how to set your monitor, how to set the laptop or the keyboard from, you know, how to sit properly, what what to use on your chair if you have back problems. You don't know how many people I know in my job who can't even walk because they they decide that they want a, a non-ergonomic chair. But, you know, it is what it is. The second one is report any unsafe conditions. You have the right as an employee of someone else to report any unsafe conditions. And if you're the boss, you, sh you have the obligation and the responsibility to make sure that you are providing the, the tools and the equipment that your workers need. That's just bottom line. Wear all necessary safety gear. Um, I know, I've, I remember years ago when computers first came out, like in night, cause where I started working at, where I work at, it was 1990 and there was like no World Wide Web or anything. We had those weird, huge monitors with the green and black. And that stuff made a lot of people blind. So we, we had it in our contract where they had to provide us with good vision healthcare um, so that we can get the appropriate lenses or glasses or screen protectors. Um, of course, monitors have come up with, they've designed them much better and much safer, but the, the lighting in your office, if you're working in an office, is important to know. All of that is very important for you to make sure that the, whether you're a custodial person, a nurse, a teacher, whatever, that you have the gear, the walking shoes, the standing shoes, if you're a hairdresser, you know, you really need to know what the attire or the gear it is that you need. Um, sometimes we work in places where it's close to like a, a Xerox machine or printing services or anything like that. Make sure that wherever you're working at, if there's construction, that um, if it's affecting you, the environment, the air, the heat, whatever, make sure that you find out. You can call OSHA at any time. You find out. Find out um, what are the standards, the, the general standards for working space. Um, keep your workplace clear from clutter. That will um, help you make sure you don't trip, make sure you don't, you know, fall, make sure you don't have wires all over the place. Um, so, and that the wires are connected properly. Um, stay hydrated. Um, that's important too. Very important.
um, if you don't have a bathroom nearby. I also want to let people know this too. Like if if there's a if you have like a, a special condition that requires like special accommodations, go to make an appointment with your HR person and let them know. Listen, I have this medical condition. Where are the paperwork that I need to fill out? Because I need uh, instead of two breaks of ten minutes, I, I'm gonna need at least five breaks uh, according to my physician. And they're supposed to really give you the paperwork to fill out um, for your physician and your physician is able to, and they have to accommodate you. So that's important to know. So stay hydrated and make sure that your, um, the restroom is near you. If it's not near you, so, you know, have your doctor fill out whatever paperwork needs to be filled out so that you can um, get accommodated. You know, women in particular have this fear of losing their jobs and we're always considered the strong one. That's me. That will be me, though. But no, you have the right to request special accommodations, whether it's to take care of your children, whether it's to come in late. Um, and nobody can say anything about it. You know, fuck what your coworkers think. You know, it's not their problem. You're, you're there to work, to get money, to support your family. And if you have a medical condition that requires, you know, special accommodations, your employer is supposed to do that. It's supposed to, is mandated by OSHA standards. Hey, Salty Coffee. Yes, I do feel as though a lot of um, jobs that require a lot of physical activity, you know, manual labor, very intensive. Because I think that's also in some uh, manuals. They'll call it intensive labor, and it is. Some jobs can actually cause you to break your back, you know, fracture part of your spine, um, break your ankle, break your leg, break your arm, even your skull, God forbid, if you have, like, a really bad fall um, and, and um, have, like, what do they say? Have a, what the fuck do they call that? Something impact. Have blunt force trauma to your head, like, severe impact. So, with that being said, I don't think workers comp, although the money that you get, you know, for being out of work, you know, uh, PTO is nice. I don't feel as though um, they offer enough. So this is the thing that um, I think you missed um, earlier that I had spoken about. So where I work at, I um, experience uh, PTSD, which I'm a front end uh, employee and I have to like do certain things where I'm connected with students. So there were nine suicides in one semester and I was uh, in the incident of two of them. So I did not know because we're so accustomed to thinking that workers comp or anything related to health and safety has to do with physical. Um, I had to do a whole uh, synapses for our new bargaining agreement for a contract to make sure that there was wording in here about PTSD when it came to either sexual harassment or, or um, domestic violence or uh, when you are in a situation in a fire you know like those are the mental conditions that they're not on the forms when you fill out workers comp so what I learned through that was that I was having my work performance went really down and I didn't know what it what was up until I was like, you know, I really think I need a therapist because I'm so like not wanting to go to the buildings, not wanting to where the incidents occurred. So, you know, that was the thing for me. So I, I want people to know that even if you let's say if you happen to something happened to you at work, you're supposed to be protected from the time you leave home to the time you get to work. So like if you go to, if you travel from your house to your home, to work on the same like travel path every day, you're supposed to be protected from the time you leave to the time you get uh, to your job and, and back, right? They're responsible for you. Um, and I want people to know that there, if let's say you, God forbid you do get hurt or if you've been hurt at your job, 
you have other resources that you can apply for depending on the state that you're in. And if you don't have the capability of applying for workers' comp with unemployment, with disability, like that's how it is in New York. You're able to, to do multiple uh, resources to fulfill your payments and your bills. Um, the way that, that I have it at, at my job is that I have insurance. So even though I will get workers' comp insurance from my job, place of employment, I set aside money um, on my paycheck to make sure that I have, you know, uh, that insurance for myself too, in case I'm not able to work at all if I'm not fit for duty. Benefits to workers, and what I mean by that is, um, I've noticed that they don't always give like back braces to people who were um injured like they'll tell them to go to cvs and get it or like they'll prescribe like medication like pain medication which i get that like if the pain is so severe that you can't bear it like you know take the pain medicine i guess if you want to or use a heating pad or use like maybe hot stones or something like a get a massage a deep tissue massage but um Oftentimes, they just go and they diagnose you. Like, they do a physical mm -hmm. exam. They might do, like, a little x-ray scan or something, and mm -hmm. then they'll diagnose you. But, I mean, they don't, I don't feel like the, I don't feel as though they offer enough treatment. That's one thing that I've noticed. Like, right. I don't see them, like I said, giving out back braces to people who have pulled a muscle in their back or fractured their spine or um mm -hmm. I don't see them like I've I've seen people get like cast and and like boots and stuff and like arm <laughs> slings if they have a broken leg or an arm but I don't see people with with back braces like being given those through workers comp at the hospital or even at the clinic which should be for free in my opinion or mm -hmm. like your job should pay for these okay. um, tools that will help you heal quicker, you know, for your rehabilitation. Um, and then also, they should also give heating pads too, you know, for those who don't okay. want to take painkillers. Um, and they should also send you to a masseuse as well. I agree. But guess what? There was a time where I couldn't even get out my bed, right? And I didn't know why I was like, fuck it and go to the doctor after like the fifth day of having severe pain, back pain. And I'm the type of person, I don't want to do surgery. I don't want to do painkillers. I want to do none of that. So my doctor already knows. She's like, Hey, salty coffee. What's up? You know, what you doing? I was like, yo, my back hurts. <laughs> Tell me where to go. And, um, she's like, well, I know you don't like to take medicine or surgery. So I'm a Send you to the pain specialist so i went to the pain specialist and of course you know their their automatic thing is like surgery right and he's like well i don't i can't tell you know i can't tell what it is like unless i dig in your bones i don't know what's wrong with your back but i'm gonna send you to uh what was it physical therapy so in physical therapy i want you all to listen to this carefully my back was hurting like shit I would take Motrin, I would take all of this stuff, didn't work. I was drinking tea, I had the, the pad in my back, I was flat on the floor with my legs up, I was doing everything everybody else was telling me. But when I went to the pain, uh, pain uh, specialist, no, when I went to the physical therapist, these are the people who work with people in athletics, right? Gymnasts, runners, whatever, right? Boxing. This lady, this is a big room, Nothing. You don't have to take your clothes off for nothing. This lady is lying down on the table because I, you know, she told me I had to do this. I had to go to the left, go to the right, and she's like, "Oh, it hurts there." I was like, "Yeah, it hurts just like that." Like I can't, I couldn't stand up straight. First of all, I was like the hunchback of New York. That was me <laughs> for a while. So she measures my leg, right, while I'm li lying down on this table, and she goes, "Oh, I know what it is," and I'm like, "What? What do you mean you know what it is?" She goes you have a unaligned pelvis. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> she takes my two legs. 
she puts the knees on my chest she pushes down and she's like okay that's it you're done um do these exercises for six weeks and i'll see you next week <laughs> that was it and i'm telling you the pain was gone i i felt newer than ever and so these are the the one of the things that she said caused it was my chair at work because she asked they ask you they they go down everything how do you sleep how do you get off from your bed what's going on but she said usually women this will happen to women when they uh are going through their ovulating stages um during the month and then um you can potentially unalign your pelvic is it pelvis or pelvic pelvic so that's all I had, people. Oh, well, yeah, I wasn't here earlier for the beginning of this podcast. But since you put it like that, yes, I think that because I noticed this myself um, working in a very demanding field. They don't have enough um, counselors. They don't have enough human resources and not just like mm-hmm. for physical accidents, physical labor, but also for mental psychiatric. Um, yeah careers like if you're a counselor mm-hmm. peer counselor therapist psychiatrist you know they need relief as well they need comfort yep. and they need some exactly. type of compensation as well if they need to take a leave of absence to clear their mind or mm-hmm. to meditate you know to find mm-hmm. inner peace because when you're counseling people you often mm-hmm. are taking on the challenge mm-hmm. of battling their demons mm-hmm. of, of uh how do you say it, if you ask me it's kind of like exercising their demons like you're basically trying to rid right. them of their um their trauma hence you start taking on their trauma and that's why i do the self-care sundays here that's why i do that because um people are so drained by the time friday comes and then you have to and i don't know about the men i'm sure men do it too but then you have to like get ready for the following week do laundry have your kids ready oh my god the summer camp oh my god we're going on vacation finally but even on the vacation you have to like do shit and sometimes so my self-care sunday is pretty much um just so that people can so i can give the tips of the things that i do during the week and on sundays <laughs> so that um you don't have that stress and you don't and you're prepared for anything especially at work hi rashad hi icon i'm sorry i just couldn't get it out shonda hello how are you salty coffee my place of employment is only killing me softly because i'm sitting there wasting my life away sorry for the vacuum cleaner Look at but you. Yeah. But I'd rather it kill me softly than me being killed softly by unemployment, I guess. Yes. So I also wanted to mention tonight that I, w- I bumped into a video about quiet quitting. So when you also, so there's two things. I want you guys to write down OSHA Dagov, which is the United States Department of Labor agency that man employers to make sure that you are working in a, this is cross the board United States this is not by state um, this is cross the board general standards for work safety um, but there's this guy named Timothy Ward that I bumped into his video and it's called what is quiet quitting and why are so many of us doing it and he mentioned that quiet quitting is you staying at your job and doing the bare minimum. Why? Because you actually have to work to pay for your bills and your family. And right now it's just not a good time to just quit. (laughs) So he said that in 2020 with COVID, a lot of people were just quitting their fucking jobs. And what I had mentioned earlier is that um, not only are people after COVID, people working from home, your employer is supposed to provide you with the desk, the the chair, the appropriate chair for you to fulfill your work. You can't be in the bed <laughs> on your laptop, picking up the phone, doing work. That's not good for your body and that's not good for you. Um, 
And in most cases, some employers are going to be in your business. So sometimes working from home is just not a good idea, um, but it depends. And so when you're trying to help other people sort out their trauma, you end up taking on some of their um, trauma too, unintentionally. So um, it's just, I do think that they should um, take into consideration um, how people's psyches are affected by witnessing suicides, hearing people Mm -hmm. talk about suicide, hearing people talk Mm -hmm. about um, how they were abused, whether it be physically, Mm -hmm. sexually, verbally, as a child, as an adult, that that is very traumatic. It is. It's very disturbing. Mm-hmm. And some people even have nightmares from this. Um, mm-hmm. And some people may have gone through that themselves. So, you know, hearing other people talk about it may trigger them, especially if they're doing it on a consistent basis, like counseling on a regular basis, um, right. daily, weekly, et cetera, monthly. So um, I think that's important too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think... Again, we need to take it out of our minds that workers' comp is not just the physical of hurting yourself, although it, it's the the majority of it, but it's definitely not identified in any of the forms. Still, there are HR forms when you're uh, completing an incident report that doesn't, you know, everything. Well, where did you get hurt? Does your knee, is it your knees? And then they have like this whole body picture and you have to diagram where it is that you got hurt and all this stuff and and based on that assessment you're either fit for duty or you're not um but in my case it was a mental ptsd that was preventing me from doing my job um my work my work performance went really down like really down and i was like depressed and it, it just got really bad My bad. You're actually talking about workers' comp. Um, I got two herniated discs. I don't like to tell people about that, but I don't. I don't do a lot of lifting. Rashad, radio. Rashad, you a hot mess. No, is that's my point. It's not just workers' comp. <laughs> so I was going over the eleven, uh, ten, ten workplace safety tips, and again. Um, I don't want people to think that this is uh, just for people who get hurt or work in the construction industry. OSHA is not just for uh, construction industry, although the majority of, of it is because those are the people with the higher risk jobs of actually losing their lives. So um, if you have a, a work, if your working conditions are not at all um, by the standards you can always call them you can always call them and ask them questions and they'll do their research and depending on the situation and the conditions they may shut your place down so just be ready you know uh, and i'm talking about new york new york has like a lot of places where um you, you, you can't even come inside because it's dangerous but um i used be a bouncer at my clubs um so i was prepared you know so i'm i'm 411 <laughs> nobody's like hitting the the laughing thing i'm being for real though but um so i was prepared and you know again when you have insurance on the side aside from workers comp there's um insurances that you could put on your life and your body so that um, you're insured that if you get hurt on your gig, your extra gig, um, because that's what it was for me, um, I made sure that I paid $100 a month and it was worth it because if I got hurt at that nightclub, I was going to get a good chunk <laughs> aside from me uh, suing the, the nightclub, right? I remember one time, because I got really stressed out at work one time and um I was talking to HR and I was talking to one of the counselors. Mind you, I didn't even know she was a counselor. She told me. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went to her and I talked to her privately in the room. And I asked her, I said, well, what do you do when people come to you depressed, overwhelmed, stressed out with work? 
she said, well, even I get depressed, even I get stressed out. And and sometimes I don't want to come to work, but she said, you know, I have to survive, you know, mm-hmm. like the rest. I was like, yeah. And she told me, she said, for my mental health and my sanity to get through this, because I do like helping others, but I also need to help myself. She told me, she said she meditates. Um, mm-hmm. I think she said she gets massages. She'll go to the spa, you know, just do mm-hmm. things to relax herself, put her mind at ease. And if she needs to take time off, you know, she'll, you know, ask someone to sub sub for her, you know, be a substitute for her or fill in. Right. But it's just like that really opened my eyes because she was like, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, no, I, I honestly believe um, psychiatrists, therapists, counselors, they're taught and I, at a very beginning of their studies that, you know, you cannot bring uh, the, the, like that energy other people who are, are coming to you with their problems you you have to be so cold like that's the job that i wouldn't want because you do have to be cold like it's like my therapist was like okay you do you do know that none of this was your fault right like it happened it happened you need to move on and get to work like this is the shit that i've heard <laughs> in some of my therapy sessions for my ptsd and unfortunately it actually worked um, because we can't control what other people do, you know, but when it comes to the physical of it, we need to be careful with that. So I, I agree. So that's why I have self self care Sundays here on stereo. And I talk about the tips and things that I do every Sunday to release whatever stress, even from stereo, like sometimes you need to take off from stereo and just take a break you know, for your own sanity and your own, um, you know, to just regroup and recollect your, your vibration and your high positivity at at all times. Right. She was like, she was not going to jeopardize her mental health for anyone, not even her job. That's what she was basically explaining to me. She said, if, and when she can, she does take long, you know, vacations, at least a week or two, um, you know, working with human resources, you know, a lot of people are depending on you and need different um resources you know so it's just like everyone has different needs everyone um you have, you have to meet people halfway up. and not the hunchback of new new york a spinoff <laughs> of the hunchback from notre dame he's so crazy <laughs> but i feel like oof, that sounds like a mess yeah no my back was killing me i was i was i'm not kidding you i'm 411 and i was hunched back that's how much my back hurts. So y'all know you can actually, this is just a fun fact for the ladies. You can actually get an unaligned or fractured pelvis from having rough sex from a man ramming you like repeatedly using um, full force, just applying all his um, body weight and pressure into your womb when he's stroking you. You can actually get um, your pelvis um, displaced like that. And then you'll have to wait for it to... Um, fall back into place literally for it to lower back down and reposition itself and that's exactly what she did i mean she didn't bang me or anything but she literally took my legs pushed them on my chest (laughs) that's a good one i'm gonna play that one again (laughs) oh man why did it go away well that sucks hold on oh here okay wait wait is it the one on top yeah this one so y'all know you can actually, this is just a fun fact for the ladies. You can actually get an unaligned or fractured pelvis from having rough sex from a man ramming you like repeatedly using um, full force, just applying all his um, body weight and pressure into your womb when he's stroking you. You can actually get um, your pelvis um, displaced like that. And then you'll have to wait for it to um, fall back into place, literally for it to lower back down and reposition itself. I'm so glad to hear. I was I was wondering if you were gonna say physical therapy didn't help you. I used to work in physical therapy as an aide, and I really enjoyed it actually. Um, and I learned from that to not get surgery. Like anybody who came mm-hmm. in with the surgery mm-hmm. scar on their back, it, it was a lot of a longer process for them to heal. But yeah, physical yep. therapy. A lot of us don't stretch. A lot of us need a little bit of adjustments, some traction. Yep. Some just exercising, some movement, you know what I mean? But yeah, your pelvis was online. That's interesting, man. I'm glad you feel better. 
Yeah, um, I, that's me. When I go to the physician, I'm like, well, you know me. She's like, yeah, I know, Miss Coffee. I know you don't want any medication, no injections, no surgery. <laughs> they literally get mad at me because I only go to my each, well, each individual doctor for, you know how women have like three doctors, four doctors. But I usually just go to them once a year and I don't pay anything else, not a dime, not a nickel more. Uh, because I refuse to, to be into that game of surgery and stuff. So if you're still young and you have all your parts, um, ask your doctor these questions. You know, ask them. Ask your OBGYN who knows more about your body than anybody else. I remember telling my OBGYN one time, man, you know, I get these cravings. I want chicken wings and blah, blah. She's like, oh, you're low on calcium. Here, make sure you do have eat this and she gave me a list of things to eat but um the supplement is really much because i don't like dairy um but that's it like calcium calcium was the cause of my munchies for that time of the month that's crazy and i was gonna hit the wow face because i was like wait how the fuck is this little sounding girl a bounce are you serious yeah, I'm serious. I used to work at um, the Roxy's, which was a roller skating rink, um, and they used to have Asian night and R&B night. So yeah, I had to check women's bags. I had to like, you know, do the little wand thing. But sometimes, depending on the party, I had. To, oh, look, my outfit looks like I'm a bouncer too. Well, I couldn't wear hoop earrings, but um, or makeup. But yeah, I used to do a little bit undercover, you know, for for who's selling, who's soliciting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I have my um, security guard license of New York State. I'm certified and I also have my um, F1 uh, fire safety impairment uh, license too. So if um, someone needs a security guard for a construction site, um, uh, they can call me. I do that. I'm also a notary. Um, uh, signing agent as well. So yeah, so you know, these are the the gigs <laughs> to you know, New Yorkers, we've been doing the DoorDash uh uh Uber gigs for years. Like all all New Yorkers have had more than one jobs at one time. Um that's just the thing here, but New York is very big on not and uh training or educating their workers on safety. Uh you know, like health and safety like come on but yeah I used to be a bouncer it was fun um, because I would get paid cash so that was it you know I would do Friday nights till uh, Saturday mornings uh, at Friday to Friday from 10 to Saturday 3 in the morning and then Saturday night from 10 to um, maybe I think like, well, it depends. Like if it was the LGBTQ parties, those lasted like nonstop till the next day at 1 p.m. So those were like $1,000 cash, you know, for the weekend. So I, I that's how I put my kids to college, you know. Hey, Salty Coffee, good topic. I just have a question when it comes to workers comp. Um, I know it's not just physical, but if, you know, you do have some type of mental yes. issues because of because it was brought on by work, you know, the mm -hmm, stress, mm -hmm. bullying, discrimination, whatever the case may be. Um, are you allowed to file workers comp, even though they do yes. do it for the actual physical body where you have to circle a part of your mm -hmm. um, extremities or mm -hmm. somewhere where you were injured? Mm -hmm. But um, do they pay out yeah. or has there been lawsuits yeah. and things like that when it comes to workers comp? Mm -hmm. And good to see you too, beautiful. Thank you. This is Liquid. Hi, Liquid. Thank you so much. But yeah, like the thing that saved me into getting a full salary was one, I, I'm a workaholic, but I could have taken off. So what they actually started doing was, um, let me just rewind and tell the story again. So in 2016, I encountered nine... Um, incidents that re that I didn't think were workers comp incidents. Um, in 2017, my work performance was going down, like really down. 
and I'm supposed to like go to places and locations. And every time I was asked to go to these locations, they will be very near to where the incident occurred. So I was like very resistant with going to these locations and I would not get in trouble, but they were like, you really need to go see a therapist. You need to, you know, figure this out. And so when I spoke to my, not my HR person, but my union person, and I'm a union rep and I'm an activist and I didn't even know (laughs) what to do. But I bet you if it was somebody else, I would have helped them out. But um, I I didn't realize that um, that was a workers' comp case. Um, I did win the case because um, they were like, oh, you know, you filed late. You did, why did it take you a whole year? I was like, because no one helped me. Like I filled out the incident. (laughs) It happened nine times. Um, So I wasn't sure uh, at the time, I just didn't know what was going on. But um, through, so the workers comp, what they did was they paid for the additional therapy because my insurance already paid for the therapy. But the workers comp paid for me to take time off to get the therapy sessions. And then um, I just, I have, so this is the thing where I work at, I have 60 days already that they pay. I have 12 holidays and then I have um, 30 vacation days. So it's like, for me, I'm like, damn, (laughs) I can take days off, but I was able to take the, the days off to get therapy without using my actual sick days. So, but yeah, so what I was saying also is that if you get hurt and um, Funfetti had mentioned that if people get hurt, you know, sometimes the workers' comp insurance doesn't really pay much, but depending on the state that you're in, you're eligible to apply to at least four different other resources. Um, So for instance, if you have been hurt and you're a workers' comp, um, and your case is still, you know, pending or whatever, but you're not fit for duty to do any kind of work. Um, you could still apply for unemployment, apply for, find out where your county, uh, local, like here in New York, it would be my city council office and my assemblyman. I would go to them and I would, you know, I don't have to go to them because I work for a private um, organization that provides those benefits. And I already know because I'm an activist um, that that that's available. But find out from your state um, if you are if like let's say you lose uh, your back and you can't lift or do anything anymore. Um, find out if they would pay your unemployment for you to go back to school and learn another trade or something different. But yeah. Um, Workers' comp cannot be defined by just physical hurt. That's an insurance that your employer is supposed to pay into to make sure that you are already working in a safe environment. So if you feel that you're not working in a safe environment, you have the right to report them to OSHA, which is OS Occupational Safety and Health. Um, so their website is OSHA.gov. So give them a call. If you have a question, give them a call. They're very helpful. They're not gonna, um, they're not there as a sub agency from, from the department of labor. They are part of the department of labor, but it's just like a different entity to make sure that employers are in compliance with making sure that you are, are safe. But um, if you are able to pay at least $40 or $30 in um, insurance on your own, um, I, I highly recommend it. You just never know. You never know um, what could happen. And it'll be sad. That's true, uh, Fun Fetty Cake. And I ain't trying to put her business out there. But I heard uh, Salty Coffee laugh. <laughs> yeah, I heard you laughing. So I'm thinking she's thinking that might have been what happened was. No, that's not what happened to me, but he's gone. So on with the salty coffee. But yeah, no. Well, if you for those of you who just walked in. 
Let me see. Did you guys hear it? Did you guys hear what Funfetti said about realigning your pelvic, your pelvis? Anyway. Hey, Vader. What's going on, Salty Coffee? Hey, you are like a bundle of information. I swear I learn something new every time I come up here. Huh? I swear. And you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get me a mental, a mental stress uh, workers comp case. So, uh, I'm definitely listening in. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, we know. We know you crazy. Just wearing blue makes you crazy and not get to work. But yeah, no, like, um, like I said before, if you work uh, for an agency that doesn't have a union, they have to have some type of um, booklet or anything with HR on it. Um, look at your benefits carefully. Make sure that uh, if they have an additional insurance that you can um, supplement to put in yourself to pay, like my life insurance, um, my my employer provides my life insurance if anything happens to me but um i also add money to that insurance life insurance workers comp insurance uh they have this thing called living insurance but um if you weren't here we were talking about um what is quiet quitting and that's what uh rashad had mentioned he said that he had heard his back <clears throat> so now he just comes to work and does the bare minimum. So um, Timothy Ward, there's a YouTube um, video that I bumped into um, doing research to, for this talk tonight. And it's a really good 13-minute uh, video. It's not that long. But he talks about what is quit, quiet quitting. And quiet and why are so many people doing it and quiet quitting is if you've been at your job for a long time you're gonna do the bare minimum that's it the bare minimum because you leave tomorrow because he says people learn in through COVID in 2020 that you're no longer essential like if you're no I'm, I'm an essential employee but if for those who were not essential their job could just leave tomorrow so if they were fortunate enough to go back to their job, they're doing the bare minimum because they realize that that's just what it is. Like they can have no job tomorrow and they prefer to just go in because they have to. Um, a lot of people will not be able to find jobs somewhere else. And if you do find jobs somewhere else, they're going to pay you like from starting all over again, which makes no sense to many of us who have been working at a place for a long time, like myself, 32 years. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, were you here, Vader, when I mentioned that I was a bouncer at a nightclub? So I had to put insurance, you know, I made sure that I had insurance in case anything happens to me, you know, that I won't be able to do my other job. So, yeah, but you, you could learn a lot from salty coffee, but, um, like I said, always come on Sundays. So I was talking about the, the 10, uh, 10 workplace safety tips every employee should know. And I talked about, um, use tools, equipment, machinery, and properly. So if you're working from, let's say you're working from home, Make sure that your employer is paying for your furniture and that you have proper furniture and that you're working on an ergonomic space, you know, like your monitors are uh, positioned properly uh, with your uh, keyboard and stuff like that. Report any unsafe conditions. You can either, if you don't feel safe doing it at your job, just call OSHA and just, you don't have to give your place of employment's name or anything. And if you have a question about, hey, you know, there's been construction here and I smell a, a odor or something. Can you just please come check it out? They'll send somebody over to check it out. Um, wear all necessary safety gear. Keep your workplace clear from clutter. And that's just basically to make sure that you don't um, trip over anything. Make sure all your wires are together. If you work in an office, make sure that um, if you work at a station doing something else, your workstation, just make sure it's it's clear and, and you can see things and you're able to see who's coming in for safety purposes. Stay hydrated, practice good posture when sitting or lifting. Take regular breaks 
that is so important. If you if you work at a place where you're not able to get up and take like 10 minutes, um, that's something you really need to talk to your, like I said before, if you have a special condition, a medical condition that requires special accommodations, go into your works website and look look for it look for the special accommodations form don't even tell your boss you're not obligated to tell your supervisor shit. um have your doctor fill out go to the hr and say boom here i have to go take 10 breaks a day because you know i gotta you're i take medication whatever it is they your supervisor does not need to know this and this is whether you're in a union or not um so i'm just saying that be aware of your surroundings look for spills note appropriate safety equipment choose a me um, mechanical aids or i don't know i think this is mostly geared to construction workers or something like that but look at your surroundings where's your exits do you have your exits um are you you know stuck in a in a desk that you're not able to you know let's say there's an active shooter or something like that have you done active shooting training in your place of employment. You know, we've done those every day. <laughs> um, never take shortcuts. I don't know what this is about, but let's see. Procedures exist to keep workers safe, though skipping a step or not, wearing safety gear, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's pretty much construction worker. Remain aware of new safety procedures. So those are the, like, the top 10 things that I found in the article, but go to the OSHA webpage osha.gov if you have any questions that's the united states national cross the board department of labor national labor worker safety guidelines like that's the agency that oversees every state and every state has to follow every employer has to follow these guidelines and be in compliance for your safety as a worker. If you paying taxes, federal taxes, a percentage of that goes into this agency. So make sure you're utilizing it. Um, Timothy Ward, what is quiet quitting? That's a video on YouTube. I recommend for you, it's only 13 minutes, but he gives good tips of what's going on in the world today, post COVID why people are quitting their jobs and why people are quiet quitting, meaning they're not necessarily leaving their job. They're just fed up with the bullshit and just there to do the bare minimum. And you know what? Do the fucking bare minimum. Stop having people, you know, rush you, working 12 hours, working 16 hours, you know, and all this kind of craziness. Um, and then have the audacity to tell you that they're not going to give you benefits or that if you get hurt, that they're not going to pay from the insurance because, no. Be careful. Um, come on Sundays. I do the self-care Sunday and I give tips. If you miss uh, the other ones, um, go back. Go back um, and listen to them. I'm on YouTube. They're on my website, www.saltycoffeepodcast.com. And I Spanish on Sundays. So this Sunday, I will not do the self-care Sunday. So this will give you opportunity to just go back and listen to it whenever you can, um, previous uh, talks. But um, I will be doing the Spanish class. So Vader and Shonda, make sure you're early to class, Vader, okay? <laughs> but for uh, Philly dough and liquid, um, learn Spanish with Icon and Salty Coffee is every Sunday's at 9 p.m. and we use the McGraw-Hill Language Lab app so that you can follow with us. Um, so, and Vader, you have anything to say in Spanish? Me rompí la espalda, Shonda, no? <laughs> anyway, um, I generally do one hour, but if you guys have any questions or any tips or anything else that you think I can help you with, leave me a message or leave a comment here now um i'll wait a couple of minutes um before i leave but um yeah so my place is really killing me now and i only think because i've been there for 32 years and i'm gonna retire in two and a half and i think they already know that <laughs> they already know that i'm ready to retire so i'm gonna retire early 
thank goodness. Um, and maybe I'll just go bounce somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't bounce anywhere. But I'm thinking of doing, um, I want to be like a travel agent or something like that where I can travel everywhere, but not really have a home. Like that's that's my plan for my retirement. I really, I I was gonna buy a home and purchase a house, and I'm, now I'm just like, nah, fuck that. I'm not leaving no money for nobody. <laughs> I'm gonna buy airtime, so I'm just gonna be flying and cruising all over the world. But um, that's funny. But yeah, so always remember that workers' comp is not necessarily just physical hurt or pain; it's also mental. So it's just hard to identify it, but if you speak to your physician and your therapist, um, they can, they can, and you can win your case because I did. So, Philido, Philodo, is that how you say it? Shonda and Vader and Liquid, thank you again so much. Thank you for the other who participated, Funfetti Cake, Icon, Rashad Radio. Um, this has been nice. Um, I think Rashad Radio has a show now at 9. I think that's why they left. But anyway, thanks, everyone, and I'll see you soon.